Welcome to the Astroholic Explains, exploring the universe one question at a time with Dr. Alfredo and Chris Carpinetti. Welcome to a new episode of the Astrolic Explains. Sorry, I forgot to speak. Hello. <laughs> Wonderful. That's... You are. I was just listening. I was wrapped. Oh wow, that that was a fantastic introduction on my part. Then, mm -hmm. so what kind of question have you got for us this time? <sighs> well, it's going to be a very basic one. I'm afraid. It's. There is no such thing as a basic question, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe hold judgement on that. Right. So, the other day I was watching lots of different things on TikTok and something that popped up was a podcast in which someone asked, well, what is the moon made of, effectively? Because their interpretation was that it was actually and I know it's not this, okay? I know it's not. That when the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs hit Earth, it knocked a chunk of the world off, that chunk being the Grand Canyon. And that flew into space and basically became the moon. Which I know, before anyone quotes this, is wrong. But I don't actually know what it is, because yeah. I know it's a piece of Earth. I know at some point it, it was a piece of Earth. Um, okay. So, my question is, what is the moon, I guess, how, when did it form? And then I have a few more about it, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Um, I feel that, uh, sorry, I was trying to interrupt you because I feel that, uh... <laughs> So, no basic questions, huh? That is not a basic uh, question. It's actually a very interesting, well-debated question. No, it's mostly the why the Grand Canyon, why the dinosaurs, and among everything, it's like you know what? There are a lot. Of, uh, there are a lot of questions that I would like to ask that person, but the first one that really popped to mind is the moon is silvery grey. <laughs> I, I don't know uh, their logic behind this. Bleached by sunlight. Space, yeah. Okay. It did not form when uh, the asteroid that uh, killed the dinosaurs and a lot of other species hit the planet 66 million years ago. Was it already in space at that point? Yes, it had been in space for many billions of years at that so point. So I would guess that it, it looked the same. I mean, it was spherical and it was probably already a little bit pockmarked by asteroid impacts. Yeah, asteroid impacts and uh, volcanic activity. Oh. I can't remember, so uh, the maria, uh, so the seas mm. of the moon, uh, the darker patches, uh, are uh, places where uh, lava used to flow. Would at any point any living creature be able to look up into the night sky and see glowing patches on the moon? I actually do not remember when the last <laughs> uh, uh, eruption of the moon is supposed to have happened, but let me go and check. While you're looking, because I'm picturing if anyone or anything could look up, then it would have looked like Mustafa from Star Wars. Uh, no, there was still plenty of uh, uh, grey ground 
okay. Uh, apparently, according to NASA, it could just be just a few tens of millions of years ago, the last of the volcanism on the moon. Interesting. So dinosaurs may have seen a, an orangey glowing moon? Patches of... Uh, uh, That's cool. Yeah. So if it's only a few tens of millions of years ago, then it's all settled. This has already kind of answered my next sort of little question. We have not answered anything yet because we have not discussed <laughs> how it's formed. Oh, okay. As far as we can tell, the best explanation for the formation of the moon is that a planetoid the mm -hmm. size of Mars slammed into our planet, threw a lot of debris into orbit, half of that debris fell down back onto Earth, of them coalesce into the moon and slowly but surely slow down the rotation of the earth so they used to be a lot faster and it uh, started moving away from earth eventually became totally locked so we only see one face the near side and that is how the moon formed uh, when did you say that happened sorry four and a half uh, billion years ago was that before life Yes, way before life. Did that have an impact on the viability of life on Earth? Maybe. The, uh, the moon definitely had a major role in shaping life uh, because it helps with the tides. Mm. And I so. uh, also a lot of uh, earthly creatures are depends on lunar cycles for a lot of their um, biological functions. Mm. That doesn't mean that you don't, you cannot have life without a moon, but definitely the moon shaped uh, life on Earth. Okay. And just another mention uh, of uh, dinosaurs, the impact of uh, uh, Chicxulub might have not have created the moon and lived in the Grand Canyon because the Grand Canyon was not there, but it definitely threw bits of dinosaurs into space that might have reached the moon. So there is the idea is that there are dead dinosaur debris on the surface of the moon. Yeah. So poor lonely, lonely dino bones. I don't think they're gonna be exactly bones. Uh, it's not like you <laughs> you'll see a T-Rex skull that has. Uh, but it's not impossible. But it's extremely improbable. Mm, but not non-zero. No, non-zero. I shouldn't have taught you that <laughs> in the multiverse episode. So I have a few more questions. One that you've kind of already answered by saying that there was volcanic activity. And one, it was just this... I don't know. I think I must have been like half asleep when I thought of this. Okay. Would it be possible... No, obviously, I know it's not possible, but... My sleepy brain thought, what if the moon was like a little bit hollow and you could like live inside it? Like hollow earth, but hollow moon. Wow, that is a whole new conspiracy theory. <laughs> you're probably very, not. Uh, you're very lucky that you have me and you would believe like so many conspiracy theories no. without me. No. Yeah, you and your anti uh anti science rhetoric no you and your anti thermodynamics cult uh, <laughs> trying to build uh, a perpetual motion machine in the hollow moon 
that is the plot of the movie Moonfall and a lot of other. Oh. Uh, a lot of other. <laughs> yes, it is. No, okay, you the, can't. The, the moon is not hollow. The, the moon, moon is not, is just not a shell, hollow. But it has uh, layers and tears like the Earth does. It's layers, not tears. It's not a cake. I mean, it's the same, no? A tear is a layer. What is the word for layer and tears in Welsh? But a lot of uh, uh, Chris's trouble with science uh, sort of boils down to the fact that he learned it in a different language. He learned it in Welsh. And uh, so it's always fun to find some of the idiosyncratic uh, description. And no, a layer is different from uh, a tear. It's the same word in Welsh. Aha! And the mystery is solved. So, yes, the, there is a cross, there is a mantle, there is a core. And uh, we think the mantle could potentially still be sort of... Liquid which, which one is the, the mantle, sorry? Underneath the, inner... underneath, uh, the crust. And the crust is the outside one? Yes. Okay, uh, Okay. so that means, uh, is there tectonic activity on the moon? Not exactly, but we did cover moonquakes last season. Yes, we did. Yes. And they're shaking for multiple reasons. Uh, impacts, uh, but also the moon is uh, uh, cooling down and shrinking. And this cooling down is as lost uh, heat and at a certain point it must have had uh, magma coming out. It might not have anymore But uh, it used to and there is no hollow moon. I can't believe that I have to say it. there is no hollow moon But there are lava tubes and caves I want to know if they were and, caves. Um, There is actually one of the plans is to create uh, uh, habitable uh, environments uh, in caves. Aha. So that is very good. That was also my next question. They, the reason why those would be very exciting is because... It's uh, a freaking cave on the moon. You're protected from radiation and I'm sure that living in a, on a cave or a lava tube on the moon is pretty cool in itself but not dying while exploring the solar system. I guess that's also, also pretty cool. It's also pretty cool. But yes. Would the atmosphere itself be different within these caves? I mean, obviously there's not going to be like breathable oxygen or anything, but would the composition of the air itself be different? If it was like, I don't know, if these caves went quite deep and there was like a... a it, surely, if there's a cave, because all caves are formed by magma tubes, lava tunnels? Lava tubes, yes. The majority. And you get underground caves on Earth. Okay. Like big underground caverns. Yes. Surely that sort of thing is possible also then on the moon. Okay. Would the air within these be different? Would the the conditions... I don't want to say for life, but would the conditions for life be closer to a real thing? I'm one... Like, I, like, there is a... Could you have mushrooms on the moon? Like any kind of organic life... How did we jump to... <laughs> okay, first of all, there is a major problem. The atmosphere on the moon. Yeah. There is little to none. <laughs> it's called an exosphere. Yeah. But within those caves, does it change at all? Or not? The minimal density might be slightly different simply because of... There are parts that we're not explored them. And so I think... 
close to zero is still pretty close to zero. Okay, that's fair enough. So, no, there are, I'm assuming with mushroom you mean some fungal, some microbial yeah. life. And extremely unlikely, like it's the kind of nutrients. Uh, with life you need the nutrients, you need... Uh, it's possible for microorganisms to live without oxygen. But uh, you, at least the one we seen, they need some sort of energy, chemicals um, or uh, solar energy. But then you turn into chemical energy. You need uh, water. Yeah. You just do not have enough in the moon. And if you are exposed to the sun, you're exposed to a lot of radiation. Yeah, that's true. So unlikely. I was going to ask what would be the benefit of creating a habitable environment on the moon if it was so dangerous? Uh, exploration, and uh, I'd say exploration for the sake of exploration, but also the moon has a few uh, exciting uh, um, things that can tell us, uh, uh, both in terms of uh, understanding the past of our planet and the solar system, and uh, also for studying uh, the universe, the idea of con uh, constructing a radio telescope on um, the far side so that you are shielded from all the radio frequencies uh, that are escape Earth. And also, potentially, as a launch pad to the rest of the solar system because oh, okay. you have less gravity and you're already quite far away from Earth. So, but yeah. again, it's you do not have to have a base on the surface of the moon to do that. So it is complex, but it makes sense to have a, a lunar base because it's cool and you can explore there and it gives you, in a way, more safety when you are exploring. You have a place that is safe. But it would not just be, oh, base and that's it, you have base, you have play ways to get off the surface of the moon if there is any trouble, etc. So I have one final question. We started this episode by talking about the creation of the moon. Yes. What of its ultimate fate? Is the moon getting closer to or further away from Earth? As it's tidally locked, it's locked by gravity. Yes. Is its orbit widening? Its orbit is widening, it's uh, receding quite a uh, space, I think uh, about 10 centimeters per year. Good grief, okay, that's quite a lot. So, oh, so within very far away. a few million years, will it just drift away? No. Will it ever drift away? No. Surely it must. If it's getting wider and it's getting further away, it's not always going to be bound to our gravity. It's also doing something else, uh, and uh, it's another conservation law of the universe, and we know how you hate them. So, as I mentioned earlier, the motion of the moon moving away from us uh, is uh, slowing down the day on Earth. Okay. So, at a certain point, uh, the Earth uh, will be tidally locked uh, with the moon as well. So. The moon will only... It will only be visible from one, from one point on Earth. From one side of the yeah. planet, yes. But in a very, very long time. I don't, I, I, I don't understand how, though, if, if, it's, 
if it's wide, if its orbit is widening, how it will just stay where it is, if that's just a conservation of energy thing, but still... Uh, conservation of angular momentum. It's widening, it's slowing down Earth, and like, at the moment it is moderately fast, but it's not going to uh, recess from us always at the same speed. It will slow down as the planets uh, slow down, and eventually we'll just we'll be looking at each other. Do we have evidence of this happening to other similar-sized planets? No, because, because the Moon is enormous compared to the size of the Earth. Oh, but uh, Pluto and Charon, uh, but that's, uh, the formation probably is much different. Uh, Pluto and Charon are... Uh, no, they're, they're locked. They're not locked. They, they uh, orbit uh, in... Uh, their center of uh, uh, mass of the system is outside Pluto. So Charon doesn't orbit Pluto. Charon and Pluto orbit, they dance around this point, which, if I remember correctly, was about 21 kilometers over the surface of Pluto. So, a little dance. Eventually, we will be dancing with our moon. Eventually, we will be dancing with our moon. Well, that's quite a nice end. That is quite a nice end. So, to a future dance with our wonderful natural satellite. That may or may not have dinosaurs dust on it. Or T-Rex skulls. Or T-Rex skulls. You heard it here first. Please don't repeat it to anyone. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for answering my lunar questions today. You are most welcome. I cannot think of a... A moon pun. A moon pun. Till next time. Bye-bye.